The Christian life cannot be reduced to a man-made list of things to do and not to do. However, when God gives a specific list in Scripture, we must take careful note of His priorities. Today, we examine the Lord's to-do list found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we uncover divine instructions for the last days. Well, how are you doing with the Lord's to-do list today? Are you still rejoicing evermore? Are you still praying without ceasing? Are you still in everything giving thanks? We're continuing our walk through 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, looking at these very practical commands that Christ has given to us. And we've come now to a beautiful section, uh, perhaps not quite as well known and quoted as the previous three verses that we studied together, but the next three verses say this, beginning in verse 19 of 1 Thessalonians 5, quench not the Spirit, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Do you hear these, these simple, plain, declarative statements? God says, this is just what I want you to do. This is... This is how I want my people to live in the last days, in the light of the soon return of Jesus Christ. Now, what do these verses have in common? Well, all of these verses have this in common, that the Lord has more for this church. Listen to them again. Quench not the Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit's working. Don't stop what He is doing at this moment. Despise not prophesyings. Receive the Word. Allow the Word of God to do its work in you. Don't get a bad attitude towards what I'm teaching and trying to say to you. Then prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. He said test these things. Make the application of it in your own life. He's teaching them something about hearing from heaven, walking with God. It's really right in the heart of the list in this chapter, and it gets to the heart issue. And the heart issue is this. Are we willing to let God be thorough with us? Are you willing to let God be thorough with you? Uh, so much surface Christianity today. Uh, just enough to get by. Looks pretty good on the surface, but way down deep there are things God's wanting to do. There's a work the Holy Spirit wants to do. There's a work the Word of God wants to do in us. Are we willing to let God be thorough with us? And before we talk about these verses, let's back up for just a moment, all right? Because you'll remember that the, the letter we're studying is the letter to the church at Thessalonica. Do you know what Thessalonica was known for as far as the church was concerned? It is known as the model church. That's right. When you read First uh, and Second Thessalonians, there's very little correction done. That doesn't mean there was a perfect church there. My grandpa used to say, if you find a perfect church, don't go there. You'll mess it up. He was right about that. There is no perfect church, only a perfect Savior. So they're not a perfect church, but they are a model church because in so many ways they reflect what Christ wanted in His local assembly. It's really a beautiful, exemplary group of believers. And yet, watch this. Even to the model church, God says, I have more for you. First Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10, for example, He says, Night and day, praying exceedingly, that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. He says, There are things that are lacking in your faith that need to be perfected, that need to be matured. He goes on in verse number 12, And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another, 
and toward all men, even as we do toward you. He said, so not only does your faith need some work, your love needs some work. Of the very next chapter, chapter 4, verse 1, Furthermore then, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. I'll remind you that our God is the God of more and more. Uh, verse 10 of the same chapter, And indeed ye do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more. So look at this. He says your faith needs perfecting. Your love needs to abound. Your walk needs to abound more and more. Your giving needs to increase more and more. In other words, there's room to grow. May I ask you a personal question today? Is there room to grow in your life? I already know the answer to that. The answer to that is yes, because we're all to be growing until the day we see Jesus and become like Him. On that day, uh, we'll be like Jesus. That will be wonderful. But until that day, we're to be growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. I've been meditating on this recently, but do you know who has the hardest time growing spiritually? The most mature believers. Because those who have been saved the longest, who know the most, who have taken the most steps of faith and obedience are forever tempted. There's always this tendency to settle in and think we've grown enough. Uh, oh, sure, we're not perfect, but you know we're, we're pretty far along the road. And yet fail to see that God has so much more for all of us. i tell you what I don't want for my own life. I don't want to get to glory and find out all that Jesus had for me that I missed because I wasn't willing to grow, because I wasn't willing to let God be thorough with me. Every church has room for God to work. Every believer has room for God to work. The greatest Christian that ever lived, the Apostle Paul said, I've not yet apprehended, but I'm following after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I've been apprehended in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 3. I wonder, are you still on that kind of pursuit? Do you still have that same kind of heart, that hunger and thirst for God? Or has that waned in your life? We're not perfect. We're to be pursuing. I want you to remember this statement. The most exemplary believers are the ones that never stop growing. Remember, this is a, a group of exemplary Christians. This is a model church. But the model believer, the most exemplary believer, is the one that realizes he's not yet arrived. It's the one who's decided, look, I'm going to keep growing until I see Jesus. In a statement, I want the Lord to be thorough with me. I wonder, do you want God to be thorough with you? Are you willing for the Lord to change anything in you that needs to be changed? To get anything out that doesn't look like Jesus and to put anything in that needs to be there? Listen to the verses again in light of what I'm saying to you, in light of the context of 1 Thessalonians. Just listen with your heart for a moment. Quench not the Spirit, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. In other words, let the Holy Ghost be thorough with you. Receive the Word of God. I'm thinking of that scripture now that says, We will receive with meekness the engrafted Word which is able to save your souls. Let the Word do its work in you, and then choose to prove all things and to hold fast that which is good. When I was a Bible college student, Dr. Frank Sales used to come and teach the Word of God. He taught us so many amazing things. But I remember one particular season of his teaching there. He stopped in one of the, one of the sessions and he said, I want to give you a prayer, a prayer that you should make your own, a prayer that you should pray consistently to the Lord. And it is this prayer, Dear Lord, be thorough with me. I've never forgotten that. 
Holy Ghost stamped it on my soul that day. I've prayed it hundreds of times, maybe thousands of times. And uh, frankly, sometimes it's a little frightening to pray it. Are we willing to God, let God be thorough with us, to, to deal with every part, every secret thing, uh, our pet things? And I want to challenge you today. We're coming back to these verses. We're going to walk through each one of them, talk about each one of them specifically. But would you read them on your knees today? And would you pray that God would be thorough with you, that you would not quench the Spirit, that you would not despise His prophesyings, that you would prove all things, that you would hold fast that which is good. This is the Lord's list. This is not my list. This is the Lord's will, the Lord's desire for our lives. You'll remember we just studied these verses about rejoicing and praying and giving thanks. Well, those things are connected to the Holy Spirit. And if you don't want to quench the Holy Spirit, then today say to the Holy Spirit, Lord, whatever in me needs to be changed, change it. At any cost to me, Lord, be thorough with me. We hope you will take the time to read through 1 Thessalonians 5 and ask the Lord to help you do what matters most to Him today. Thank you for listening and praying for this Bible teaching ministry. Find out more at scottpauley.org. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey. Thank you.